0: Welcome to another episode of Free Basketball. I'm your host, Ryan Meadows, and this is the special first March Madness Madness, edition episode. Uh, This is going to be talking about stats and how you should your champion for all you people doing brackets out there and some things to look out for maybe some keys for upset so I had to bring in the only other person I know that enjoys not only NBA but college as well one mr. Brandon Bradford how are you doing sir
1: I'm good how are you doing
0: doing great man I uh, I assume you were busy doing AAU stuff today
1: yeah we started uh, last week uh, we still got some guys finishing up school ball. Uh, they got state championship this week for public schools, so uh, getting a few of those guys in next week, and we're look, actually looking pretty good.
0: Nice. I um, if nobody knows, Brandon and I coach together. Well, Brandon coaches, and I just kind of hang out. <laughs> I basically have court side seat. It's basically what my job position is. Um, but we coach at Fayette Academy together, so I guess for the rest of the podcast, I'm going to call you Mr. Fayette, <laughs> uh, since you're the king of Fayette County in regards to basketball. Is that is
1: that okay with you? Sure, Let's we'll just go with that. <laughs> that sounds good.
0: All right, first up, Mr. Fayette. Uh- <laughs> No, but we're going to kind of talk about the season. I don't want to keep too long about stuff, but just touch on what happened this season, kind of overwhelming themes that we saw. And then we'll get into some actual more in-depth, like finding picking an upset. Because that's what everybody wants to see. Everybody wants to be able to say they picked the Cinderella upset. And then also, everyone wants to say they can pick the champion out of the 68-team field. So we're going to give you some tips and tricks. Um, we did this a couple years ago. I, I didn't even keep track of what our success rate was with this, um, but we're going to give you some things that are not necessarily a formula, but keys to look for that I cannot claim as my own. Saw it from someone else on Reddit and thought it was incredibly smart and has been true, been proven true. So we'll give you some of those. But let's get right into the actual seasons. Brandon. I guess if you watched a lot of college basketball, what was some overarching themes? Did you enjoy the season? What about this college basketball season was kind of different for you? Besides, you know, was it just COVID?
1: COVID obviously gave some struggles to some people. uh, But this year was the first year I really noticed that, uh, like, coaches who were trying to get those one-and-done guys are struggling. And I think it's because the rest of the country is figuring out how to counter that. Uh, with some grad transfers and keeping older guys and having that experience because, I mean, nobody really had a Zion this year anybody like that. And uh, it showed, as you see, uh, Duke and Kentucky not in the tournament. Uh, And I I think that's going to change the game from here on out.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because, obviously, Kentucky-Duke not making the tournament. Louisville's not making the tournament. And, like, I think you could point to like the new start G league startup as they lost a couple of top players. I mean, Jalen green was the number one ranked high school player. Right. I don't know if he'd have gone to Kentucky or maybe he'd have gone to Memphis. I I don't know. Um, But you got Jonathan Kaminga, Deshaun Nick, you know, some of those players that just chose to do the G league route, try it out anyways, instead of going to college. So those blue bloods, like you said, couldn't get that pipeline of one and done. Mm -hmm. And it really hurt those blue blood teams. And especially with COVID, they couldn't practice or gel together. And we saw that like, yeah, it's going to be a star studded class heading into the NBA, but for that truncated eight months, you know, that these college coaches have, they just, those players were not available to them. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was interesting about the season is it was pretty boring. I don't think there is – like, there's there's not a team really out there besides, say, Alabama and even what they do. Everyone's kind of boring. Everyone kind of does the same thing. It's yeah. the standard. It's been like that a long time with NCAA. I think we complained about this before a couple of years ago. Yeah. Everyone has the same kind of setup. Big man, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, point guard. And yeah. it's basically, do you have the biggest, fastest version of that? Right. Uh, is 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 college basketball overall just kind of boring to you?
1: Yeah, and I really think that stems from coaches not wanting to lose their job. <laughs> they just they don't want to take the risk and be the first one to go play that different style because if it doesn't work, you're out of a job. So uh, I I think that's what I think the reason is that basketball's turned into that because there's one accepted way, and we're just going to try to be the best at that way. So.
0: Yeah, I think the perfect example we brought up before is Shaka Smart, right? VCU, mm-hmm. it was, you know, that press. They, ran and, they run a and gun, and then he goes to Texas, and now, now he's turned into this Bill Self trying to act like Bill Self, you know, with yeah. the way his teams are put together. It's like, man, you got that job at Texas for what you did differently at VCU, and now he's just kind of turned into the just the same old thing, right? So we get yeah especially if coaches like it, you know, it was announced that Archie Miller's being like, go at Indiana. He's trying to do the same thing as everyone else in the big 10. And he still didn't keep his job. So right. it's like, I've, there has to be some sort of like, everyone has group thinking college basketball and there has to be someone eventually who's going to come along and kind of change from that pattern. And it feels like made at Alabama is really the only one I can point to that yeah. does that with the pace and space, but mm. They are still very generic, like kind of in their general setup. So I don't know how you fix that. Um, Is that ultimately kind of fans' fault for that?
1: Uh, You can blame it on fans. You can blame it on programs. But end of the day, it's just guys not taking the risk, Uh, which I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing either. If I'm making all that money uh, coaching college basketball, I wouldn't want to lose my job either. So. Can't really blame them, but uh, yeah. it's, it's tough for <laughs> basketball fans.
0: Yeah, that is tough for us because it seems like fans are awful picky. And so then these guys have to be very careful in how they build things to appease their fan base. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, – I really don't know how to fix it, really. Um, if, if they knew job security wasn't just, you know, you can sign a four-year contract it yeah. doesn't
1: mean I can get fired after year one. Um, well, I, I, I mean, think, yeah, I wish if you. If you look at the NBA, it was the same way ten years ago, uh, and then the Warriors came along, and now everybody's copying what the Warriors are doing. So, I mean, somebody, somebody will eventually be successful taking that risk, and I think it'll change everything. But until then, so. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. I just. It, it, you know, NBA is so generational talent, like it's just who's the pipeline coming in. Maybe college basketball is just disadvantaged and we're always going to get what we see out of college basketball. And it's probably why it's ultimately an inferior, you know, sport, except for this month. This is our month. We love this month.
1: We Same love Christmas. picking
0: champions with second Christmas. <laughs> this is it. Um Yeah, I told my wife, this is, look, you understand, It's my month. You can't really do anything. Sorry, I got the TV. Um, So that's why I'm in the bathroom recording right now and why she's watching The Bachelor. Uh, (laughs) But anyways, uh, (laughs) let's get into, talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about some keys to picking an upset. Let's get into this a little bit. This is, of course, from Reddit, and it uses Kimpoms. Which is the ranking system? Pretty cheap to have a subscription. I think it's like twenty bucks for a year, so I figured that was worth twenty dollars, um, especially if you want to nerd out like I do. Uh, but this is kind of a general guideline that it gives you. Not saying this is for sure what's going to happen if you play this, um, but this is just a general guideline. Most upsets of higher seed. So a higher seed is considered, you know, nine through sixteen. Most first round ups that happen if the team has a top 75 Kim palm offensive efficiency. They also have to rank high in offensive rebounding percentage and three point uh, field goal percentage. So would you like to hear, Brandon, some of the teams that hit this category? There is 10 of them that hit. Um, At least two or three of these, some of these hit all three. Here are the teams. Nine seed, St. Bonaventure. 11 seed, Drake. Another 11 seed, UCLA. 12 seed, UC Santa Barbara. 12 seed, Winthrop. 13 seed, Ohio. 13 seed, Liberty. 14 seed, Abilene. You knew that one was coming. Yeah. 14-seed 14, 14 Colgate and 15-seed Oral Roberts. Hmm. Any of those names stick out to you at all?
1: I really like Abilene. I've been calling an upset since they got picked uh, because of their offensive of efficiency and the fact that they're playing Texas, which is basically not even their big brother. It's like their daddy. <laughs> so uh, They're, they're coming out with a vengeance and they got a point to prove uh, all those kids didn't get recruited by Texas and now they got a chance to put them down. Uh, So I'm calling that upset early. Uh, I don't know if anybody else, maybe uh, St. Bonaventure. uh, I don't really see any of those other teams overcoming the higher seed, but Talking about that, it was like I it was like I told you the other day. Uh, all those teams, the thing that was in common with them is their offensive efficiency, and you've got to have it. You got to have three point shooting because as good as your defense is, you're going to give up points to those teams who have the best athletes in the country. So you've got to be able to respond to it. You're not just going to shut down a two or three seed. Uh, and win a game without scoring none of these teams are going to win a game in the uh, 50s uh, they want it to be a high scoring game because it's got to be them responding
0: yeah i uh i'm going to kind of tip my hand for what you know the next kind of things we're going to talk about and picking a champion but one of my favorite subcategories i'm picking a champion there's 12 categories in total which we'll get to here in a second but my favorite category is one of the designations you have to have is four players averaging double figures. Mm -hmm. And of the higher seed who have four players averaging double figures, you have Colgate, Ohio, St. Bonaventure, Drake. And this one wasn't even thrown into the uh, big upset one, upset potential, but North Texas as well yeah so abilene is not in that group but they have a couple guys who are in the seven to ten range they go deep yeah but those these are the teams that we said have the most upset potential if you're looking for a higher seed of those teams you've got colgate drake saint bonaventure and ohio Does that surprise
1: you at all a little bit um Honestly, I haven't watched much of these teams at all this year. Uh, just kind been... of <laughs> right. so what
0: I've Never on TV.
1: Right. So, it's just been what I've been researching and looking at. Uh, so, I can't really say I'm surprised because I honestly just didn't, don't know. <laughs> but uh, Right. But I, I have looked at uh, Drake. It's very interesting to me. Uh, they played uh, Loyola Chicago. Uh, back in February, February, they played them back to back days. And the first day uh, Loyola beat them by almost 30, 81 to 54. And then they played them the next day and Drake wins by one. So that just kind of, and the, the game that they won was 51 to 50. Uh, so I don't know if they'll have what it takes. Cause they're not going to win the first game 51 to 50. And if they give up 80 something points, I haven't seen them respond with that high amount of points yet in any of these scores that I'm looking at. Uh, so I just don't see them moving on based off of that.
0: And they play Wichita State in that first four. So if you were yeah. to pick any, you're at least picking Drake to beat Wichita State, right?
1: Yeah, that's probably the best option. Uh, I like uh, – I don't know if you've set them in that group, but I like North Texas too. Yeah. I watched their, uh, their yeah, championship North- game they look pretty good
0: yeah i uh I, i'm not too thrilled with them right now because i had money on western kentucky um
1: <laughs> never, never bet the memphis took, kids
0: again. i know that's the other thing I, that's what i should have done i have to look at all rosters in these championship games to see who's from memphis or not so i know how to bet <laughs> yeah. uh but but i did I didn't know anything about North Texas, but after looking them up and just being surprised that they have four players averaging double figures mm-hmm. um, and they're a three point shooting team, which is one of the markers now yeah. on the marker with the upset candidate, that is the only thing they had was the three point shooting. They don't have the offensive rebounding um, mm-hmm. and they're not top 75 in kempalm Palm on offense. But they have the three-point shooting, so that's the only thing that kind of kept them off the top tier. But they're one of those teams that's right there that can be dangerous. And they're all, they're, they're with, they're,
1: who are they matched up with? Purdue? Yes. Right. So I think their style helps them playing Purdue also.
0: And Purdue likes to play slow. Yeah. Not going to be an up-and-down game. Should keep North Texas in it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm going to be looking at that one. I'll be very interested by that one. But flipping to the higher seeds, like a Purdue, it, obviously March Madness is what it is because it's impossible to predict, right? If you can predict, we'll be doing this. There would be no point. There'd be no reason to have these categories. We'd just we'd know everything we need to know. But that's what's so fun about March Madness is the uncertainty. Now let's flip it to the higher seeds do you have any warning signs that you look for in a higher seed when you're picking a bracket or you go purely off eye test? You just feel, look, okay, they're in the big 10. The big 10 is considered a better conference than they're in the middle tier. So of course you're going to get in the tournament, but they're actually an average team. Like how, how do you kind of feel about higher
1: seed? I look at the, if they're from the PAC 12, I don't pick them. <laughs> <laughs> that's my I like rule. that. <laughs> that's my rule. Sorry, Bill Walton, but I—that's <laughs> just how I look at the Pac-12. uh Every time I do pick them, they seem to let me down. So USC, UCLA—I got them out early.
0: Mm. So Oregon State, you know, who won the tournament to get in as a 12 seed, I think is everybody's kind of sexy favorite to pull off that famous 12-5. They do have one of the markers nubs that candidates with a top 75 offense, but that's what's going to be kind of my question is is the Pac-12 just really that bad that Oregon State could win it? Um, I would assume your answer would be yes to that, and I kind of feel that way after looking at teams. I feel like Oregon State winning this is actually kind of a hit against Pac-12 teams, like picking them to go far, wouldn't you think? Right. So that's why I'm kind of gun-shy on my end right now anyways on doing any Pac-12 teams deep just for the simple fact – yeah, Oregon State's a great story. Love it. You know, that's what March Madness is about is the upset and the bid-stealers. But it might be a marker to show, like they went through two of the top teams in the pac 12 to get into the NCAA tournament. And they are a beyond average or below average team. So -hmm. that might say something about the Pac-12. So you might be uh, out there listening, you might be kind of curious or be kind of cautious anyways with thinking about taking a Pac-12 team deep. Do you have any kind of other markers that you're wary of picking a high seed to go far?
1: Uh, kind of what we hit on a little bit earlier was just the teams that play slow. I mean, it just gives a chance like the Purdue and, uh, Iowa, uh, it just gives a chance for the team to stay in it. Uh, if you're playing a team that's hot, that can be real dangerous.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the thing that I'm always nervous about is in my, like I've kind of built over time, this March madness, my personal Bible, quote unquote. Um, in addition to the Kempom stuff, because the Kempom stuff, you know, it's stats and they can be skewed, you know, especially in a season like this, which I think is going to be, we, we don't have time to talk about it, but you've got some teams like Colgate who played 15 games all against their division rivals. They didn't play anybody, and all of those teams suck. <laughs> like, there are some of the worst teams in the entire NCAA. Yeah. And they come in and everyone's like, oh, that's an upset potential. It's like, how do we possibly know that? We've never seen them play a good team. And they're just a bunch of white kids to shoot the ball. Like, is that going to hold up against Arkansas? Um, that's the only kind of thing. But the high seed that thrives in low scoring games is always the biggest marker for me. Like, this is the hit I've always had on Virginia. And I mean, they proved us wrong two years ago by actually winning national championship. But it seemed like now they were actually beating people by eight to 12 points. So it wasn't like they were playing a ton of close games, Mm. but they're so low scoring. You know, it feels like the tide can turn at any time against Virginia. Mm. So I'm always if you want to look at something for an upset, look for the higher seed. Just go through their game schedule and see how many games that they played were really close, how many games that – did they blow anybody out or was everything typically pretty tight for them? Um, I don't know if you have looked at any of that yourself, Brandon, but I'm going to give you a team right here that has played in a lot of tight games that you might kind of be surprised by. You ready? All right. This is the sexy team that everyone likes because they have the number one overall pick in this coming NBA draft. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State actually plays at a quicker pace, but they have played in four overtime games. They've won all four of them. And every game, if you go look through their schedule, every game is pretty close. Like, there is no – game i don't believe unless it's like some d3 that i don't remember seeing i don't think they beat anybody by more than you know 18 to 20 points all year right. long huh. so that's the team that i'm kind of keeping my eye on uh, yeah. because they do play i think everybody's favorite in liberty and mm. does liberty have enough physically to do that i don't know but that that's the kind of example that i'm giving to the people here To try to win their brackets, they can win their office pool and take
1: some honey home, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And it could just – that could just be to their leader is a freshman, even though he is the best freshman arguably in the country. I I don't know. I don't think Liberty has what it takes to keep up with the athletes that they have. Uh, Maybe the Liberty team two years ago. But uh, just from what I've seen this year, I don't know if they have what it takes to keep up with them. But but it's college basketball, so yeah, Yeah.
0: it's college basketball, and they hit at least two of the three markers for the upset candidate: three and top seventy-five offense. That's one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, But since we talk about some upsets, let me go over that one more time. You look if you're listening and you're looking for upset candidates. I do have one more little nugget before we move on to picking championship, and it'll wrap us up. Couple keys for picking your upset. Top 75 Ken Palm's offense efficiency. And if you know, you're know not in Ken Palm, I'm sure you can find it from any other site. I'm sure the NCAA has their own thing. I think they have net, which I would assume would be pretty close or similar. So you can look at that. Um, they have a high offensive rebound rate. They rank pretty high. And they also have a high three-point field goal percentage. Those are the main criteria that you look for in most nine to 15 and i'm gonna say 16 because that 16 seeds probably never gonna happen again yeah. uh, but nine nine to 15 seed upsets that's what you need to hone in on and we gave you those teams teams that are honed in on that St. bonaventure drake ucla uc santa barbara winthrop ohio liberty abilene christian colgate and Oral Roberts. We didn't even talk about Oral Roberts, but we'll save that for uh, if we do the bracket together. Um, The final thing about these upset candidates. On these double-digit upsets, standard upsets that happen in a first round, you need to pick at least six upsets. The average upset per tournament is about seven to eight in the first round, that is. So... At least six first round upsets, six to eight, and you'll be right on line. I think the last time um, there was under six, it was in like 2015 or 2017. There was only five, um, but at least six of them. Pick them, and you will – you may not have the right teams, obviously, but you'll be in the right idea. So you'll have a higher success rate. Um, but let's get to the actual picking champion. All right. There's a lot of criteria here. OK, there is 12 different criteria. I don't know if you want me to list them off one by one. I probably won't do that. I don't think anybody's paying attention to that. How about I just give you the list of my calculations on this? You ready for this? That works. So there is 12 categories. And based on if these teams hit these criteria, obviously the ones that hit the most criteria are the ones that you should consider heavily for taking to pick as your national champion. Okay. Now, do you want me to start from the top or do from the bottom or the middle?
1: Uh, I guess the top. Okay, we'll do the top.
0: I don't know if I'll go through all these teams. I'll just kind of hit some of the bigger ones, maybe the top three kind of categories, and then give a couple that I think are kind of shocking at their category ranking. Um, But the top, there's only three teams that hit 10 out of 12 markers. No team hits all 12. But the top three teams that hit 10 out of 12, Gonzaga, Illinois, and Virginia. Any shocking at all?
1: Uh, Virginia? uh, I kind of figured. (laughs) I kind of (laughs) figured. That's the Uh... one.
0: that... (laughs) That, uh. That was the one that shocked me out of the categories. Virginia was in the top three <laughs> wow. on the categories. But I, I do have a final category or not a category, but it's a separate thing that'll oh. help us kind of turn it, you know, uh, well, I'll just save it for the end. Um, but okay. those are your top three teams that hit these categories. Um, oh. And if you want to know what the categories are, I guess you can, Message me on Twitter if you want to know them separately if you're curious or text me if you know me. Um, I just won't list them off one by one here. We'll be here all night. Uh, so the next category that hit nine out of 12, Kansas, Michigan, Arkansas, Iowa, and Texas. Five teams in that group. And to We'll do the th- – go ahead.
1: I mean, I was just gonna say that makes sense to me more than Virginia on your top one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was beyond shocked by Virginia in the top, but Arkansas actually being in there surprised me, and I was kind of surprised by Texas. I didn't really expect that one um, after watching them a lot this year. I just wouldn't think they'd hit a bunch of these markers, but they did. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean I, I, I'm still gonna pick Apple. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways uh <laughs> we'll do this third tier this will be the last one then i'll hit i'll skip it around eight out of 12 of the markers here florida state creighton purdue and houston right below that with seven i'm just gonna say it's just for your personal it's west virginia because i you know I, I i assume you got west virginia going far Yeah. so they're in the top you know they're in the top 15 or 12, 12 at least. Yep. So they're still up there.
1: Yep. I, I can't remember <laughs> Just where for your own, uh, I actually picked them. I had them very far, actually, uh, because of their matchups.
0: I really like West Virginia, too. I have a hard time picking someone to take them down. I might yeah. actually have them lead A to Final Four. I can it. I don't remember right now.
1: Because, I mean, they're the, three seed, they're the three seed in the Midwest, and the two seed is Houston. And I don't, I don't see Houston beating them, even if Houston makes it that far, which yeah. they should. Uh, and then the one yeah. seed on that side's Illinois, and the other teams that would challenge them, if somebody got an upset, would be Oklahoma State. Uh, really, that's it. So, right. I, I mean, I've got them going. I think to so the, I think I actually on my bracket I put Illinois beating them but I honestly don't know. I
0: think West Virginia could take them too. Mm, I like that Uh, because West Virginia is one of those teams, four players average double figures in one of these categories. The other thing in this category that I like is um, since 1989, 28 out of the last – or 29 out of the last 30 champions have been a 4 seed or better. Mm. Um, The lone seed that was outside of the four-seed was UConn in 2014, and they were a seven-seed. Yep. Um, And that was just a break. You know, they just got kind of lucky with the seeding and how the bracket broke in their favor. So if you're going to pick a champion, this is one of the categories. So I say if you want to know these categories, just email or text me or uh, Twitter DM me. Four seed or better is one of the categories. So West Virginia sitting at three, got to feel good about them for sure. Um, A couple of teams that are high seed that I was surprised by their rankings. Um, Ohio State, 5 out of 12 markers. Hmm. That is below below LSU, Colorado, Texas Tech, North Carolina, and Abilene Christian. They are in the same tier as Utah State, Tennessee might be important to some local, Oklahoma State, Florida, Wisconsin, UConn, BYU, Grand Canyon, hmm. and San Diego State. Wow. So, Ohio State, I uh, I like I, I think I might fade Ohio State early. Um, yeah. other, tops, other top seeds, or at least n- notable names. Um, now, this one's probably going to hurt you, your feelings, but Oklahoma, <laughs> three out of 12 for the markers. Yeah. Now, these are all markers for picking a national champion, yeah. not for saying they'll win a couple games. This yeah. is just, if you're looking at these categories on who's going to be national champion, Oklahoma has a <laughs> slim to no chance
1: Man, at winning national championship. To be honest, I'm shocked that they're there. Because, uh, I mean, after watching them a few times this year and seeing the rest of the Big 12, I would not put them in the top tier of even the conference. So, uh, maybe they can get a couple games, but – they don't hurt my feelings because I'm, I'm surprised that they're there.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? If you can be low in these categories and you can make the final four of the championship, but history says that you're not going to win it. So maybe yeah. this is a betting opportunity for us if we can reference these numbers, say Oklahoma for some reason does go on a run and knocks off Gonzaga and mm-hmm. is in the final four. Maybe that's a betting opportunity to fade them because we know historically they should not win. So maybe we'll have to keep that in mind. We'll we'll kind of have to monitor that as we go. I'll keep these rankings just to, this will be for me and you. We'll try to make some money off this. Um, The final thing, uh, well, I guess before I do the final thing, before we go, do you have any thoughts about any of the rankings or like, what is your personal top, teams or what you look for in an actual championship besides you know just looking at the numbers
1: I don't think any nobody should beat Gonzaga with what they have Uh, the only reason I'm hesitant with them is because they have to lose sometime right it can they go right Uh, uh, I don't know when the last time that happened is but uh, they're due for a loss Uh, but at the same time I don't there should be nobody that could beat them with what they have. So I I have them picked as my champion, uh, but it does kind of scare me just because they haven't lost in so long. They haven't had that eye-opener game this year uh, to whether – they're like, oh, shoot, we can't lose a game. Uh, So I don't know. It's just going to be up to their mental toughness. Can they break through that uh, for six games or whatever? Besides them – Illinois's got it tougher. I, I really think it's going to be Gonzaga against somebody who is on a run, just upsetting people. Uh, mm. That's my, my championship prediction anyway. That's easy to say, because there's what 32 teams to pick from for that. but uh,
0: <laughs> So you like the high seed, a high seed to make it in this year?
1: I do think is going to make it. Uh, okay. Just because I don't see anybody in their region taking them down. Uh, they already played Iowa once this year, uh, beat them. I think they won by, like, 10 or 11, but they had control the whole time. Uh, you got Creighton over there. Yeah,
0: USC, Kansas, Oregon.
1: Yeah. And just their first two rounds, I mean, obviously the the – whoever they play Appalachian state or Norfolk, Norfolk state, whoever that is uh, easy game. Then they got Oklahoma or Missouri, which I think just don't match up with them well. And Gonzaga is going to win that game easily. And then you're looking at Virginia or Creighton. So I, I think they have a somewhat easy road compared to the other number ones. But like I said, it's just, it's gotta be mentally straining to not have a loss and have all that pressure and everybody telling you, Oh, you haven't lost yet. Got to keep, got to keep winning, you know? Uh, Right. So that's the only thing that's got me hesitant with them.
0: Well, do you want me to kind of ease your burden to uh, maybe change your bracket? Sure. Since 1985, only four teams have won it all after being ranked number one in the final AP poll. The last team to do it was 2012 Kentucky. Before that, it was 2001 Duke. Oh. So 12% of the top-ranked teams heading in a tournament have won. <laughs> um, six. Uh, also, since 1985, only six preseason number one-ranked teams have won the NCAA title. Oh. Gonzaga was preseason number one and number one in the final AP poll. Here's another one. The overall number one seed, which is Gonzaga in this tournament, has won the NCAA tournament a whopping total of three times since the selection committee began ranking them, the number ones anyway. And that was from 2004. So the past, what, 15, 16 champions? only three of them have actually gone all the way and run the table. Um, So here's the caveat with that. Usually one number one seed gets upset in the second round of every tournament. It's happened almost Mm. every year since 2009 or 10, I believe. And I think it's only not happened twice. I think it was like 2012 and 2016. So if you're going kind of by that marker, you know, four years in between, maybe 2021, we didn't have one last year. So yeah. maybe it rolled over and there won't be an upset in the second round. But history tells us at least recent history is that one of these number one seeds will not make it out of the weekend. Yeah. Um, and if you were to pick now, I really like Gonzaga too. I think they're for the real deal. Like I think there's one of these teams that are the, outlier that goes wire to wire like these other couple teams mm-hmm. um but if, if if we'll kind of wrap with this if there was a one seed going on this last metric of get upset in the second round who is the one seed that you think is most vulnerable uh michigan that that's exactly what i was going to say with livers being out i feel like michigan is for sure yeah. the most susceptible
1: yeah uh, and they're also gonna be playing uh St. Bonaventure, by the way. Uh <laughs> in that, in that so not LSU. Yeah. Uh, St. Bonaventure gonna knock them out.
0: Mm, I I love that potential matchup of LSU St.
1: Bonaventure.
0: That's gonna be I, a, that's I, gonna be a great I, game. I cannot I you know, cannot you know
1: who I, just, who I just looked at, I overlooked just a minute ago. Another team that I picked for upset was uh Georgetown. And numbers. Oh, you
0: actually you're riding with it.
1: Their numbers are probably awful. I haven't looked at it, but the role—if you've watched them this past week—the role that they're on, they're just starting to click at the right time. And I think Colorado is a team that they can get by on that role. I don't know if they'll make it past Florida State, but I do have Georgetown in that first round. Mm -hmm. I
0: like that. Just keep it on the roll, believing in Patrick Ewing.
1: Yeah. Who, who's that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, let me see your credentials, sir. <laughs> no, final thing before I let you go. There was one more criteria to, just to hone in on. This the last thing to leave you thought, food for thought before we go. Typically, in the past 10 or 15 years, or maybe it's, no, hold on. It was um, the last 18 of 19 champions, something like that have been top 25 in offensive and defensive efficiency. There is four teams that hit this criteria. I'm sure you can guess three. I'm curious if you can guess the fourth.
1: Give me all four. And it's not the one is it one seed? (laughs) It Uh, is not. Wow. Well, uh,
0: I'm not going to tip my hand. Okay. There's three one seeds and then there's a two seed.
1: So, Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois. Gonzaga,
0: Illinois,
1: yes. Baylor
0: is not. Michigan is. Wow. But that's Um, the thing about these numbers is that they've been throughout the season. Now they're without Isaiah Livers. Right. So, I feel like we can already scratch them. So, this might be just three teams. But to be fair, they made the tournament. Have to give all four. Um, do you know the two seeds?
1: Hmm. Let's see. My choices are Alabama, Houston, Ohio State, or Iowa. Uh, yeah. I would guess Iowa.
0: It is Houston.
1: Houston, really?
0: So if we're looking at three teams that have the best shot at winning the championship, now. I- I don't think Houston's actually going to make it. (laughs) But the three teams that have the most legitimate shot, at least to me, based on these metrics, Gonzaga, Illinois, and Houston. Uh So to me, it's really down to Gonzaga and Illinois. And now you've got two teams who have been winning a lot of games. Yeah. And who's going to keep that going?
1: Right.
0: And history is telling us that Gonzaga is probably not going to do it based on history. So I'm not telling you how to pick, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to end right there. I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anything you want to mention? I know you're coming back to do an actual bracket choice uh, selection thing with me here. Do you have anything else before we go? Uh, I don't think so for now anyway. All right, well, we'll cut it off. I, I tried to keep it under 30, but I have a feeling it's 35 or 40 because obviously when we get together, we can't just keep on one subject. Uh, but I think this was good, entertaining. I hope everyone got a lot of information of it. This is just the opening episode for you to get excited about March Madness this week. So hopefully you got some uh, tips and tricks and what to look for on picking upsets, or if you're gambling or if you're just trying to win your family brackets that's on your fridge so hopefully you got some use out of that thanks for tuning in be paying attention brandon will be back doing one of the brackets we'll have some other people guests or other guests as well doing those bracket breakdowns with me so stay tuned those will be coming up Till next time thanks brandon
1: yeah thanks